Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Marcel in California, salute. We got to give you plenty of love. We do not mind when people keep receipts on us. You know what? That's what makes what we do, why we enjoy what we do. So we get called on the carpet. We're not going to moan. We're not going to groan. We're not going to whine about it. We're just going to take that L, have fun with it, and move on as far as that goes. Freddie, I actually have to give Marcel credit one yeah. more time because every time uh-huh. I hear it, it's it's funnier and funnier every time. Absolutely. But Absolutely. shout out to Marcel, man, being a, 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 a consistent listener and just mm-hmm. embracing us. But at the same time, not scared to bite back. We like that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so you don't mind when people put the bite on you, huh? Yep. I like to be bit I'm, every now and then. I'm already being juvenile already. Not mm-hmm. even three seconds into this bite me like a little Bite me like a little monkey. Yep. Oh, my God. Let's just move away from this before <laughs> other things get bit like our jobs as far as that goes. Speaking of Kansas City in the AFC Championship game again for the sixth straight year, you're going to hear with their quarterback and the team that they're playing in their quarterback when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson had to say about facing each other for the first time in the playoffs in their future Hall of Fame careers. That's going to come your way in about 10 minutes. By the way, you can join Freddie Harry Nation anytime you want. Join the conversation at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. So we got that thing and the biting thing out of the way. Let's get to... The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. It was at this time yesterday that we found out that Adrian Griffin, 43 games in as coach of Milwaukee Bucks, was not going to get to a game 44. They fired him. Not even 24 hours later, Harry Douglas, Doc Rivers, about to be an ex-co-worker of ours here at ESPN and ESPN Radio as an NBA analyst. He has already finalized a deal to be the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that is 30-13. and 13 a team that has Giannis Antetokounmpo and also Damian Lillard, but also a team that I still wonder if there's an answer to this question, at least on the surface right now. What does Doc Rivers really going to bring to the Bucks that was going to be better, even though it was tumultuous with Adrian Griffin and a 30-13 record after 43 games? First and foremost, for his coaching career, if he wants to right a lot of wrongs that happened in the past and you know, listeners are probably thinking, like, what wrongs mm-hmm. are, are, you know, Doc Rivers trying to right? Well, it's the three, three, one blown leagues that he's had in playoff series. It's six and 10 in seven, 16 games in game sevens, right. right? Not being able to produce. And I understand players play a, a huge part in that, but also so does coaching. So for me personally, I feel like this is Doc Rivers. Um, Possibly last time okay. to be a head coach in mm-hmm. the National Basketball Association okay. and to try to win another championship because 
that championship that he had with the Boston Celtics is really the only thing that he's able to hang his hat on right now currently, Freddie. Yeah, one of the things about that, and you're exactly right, and even Stephen A. Smith holds the first take. He completely agrees with you. On three occasions, he's blown a 3-1 lead. In Game 7s, his career record is 6-10 and 10 as a coach. And he's, lo- and he's lost the last five straight. Now, this is it. Just like I told you, Adrian Griffin probably wasn't going to last this season. If Doc Rivers, and I'm not saying this year has to be the year, but if Doc Rivers doesn't succeed at this job, my prediction is it will be his last as a head coach in the NBA. And the reason why that's so significant to me, Freddie, is because he's had amazing talent Mm -hmm. when those things have occurred, Mm -hmm. when those bad tracks from Doc Rivers and his coaching career have have occurred, right. he's had amazing players right there beside him, and that has happened under his watch. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to coach a guy in Giannis Antetokounmpo, a guy in Damian Lillard who's looking for his first championship. That's part of the reason why he wanted to get out of Portland. Right. right? So he can have an opportunity to win. And you have an organization, a team that's in a small market that won a championship before you. This is it. That's it, in my opinion. If you're Doc Rivers, based on what Harry Douglas has said, Stephen A. Smith has said, and how other people feel, Mr. Glenn Doc Rivers, that should be the best motivation for you to shut up Harry Douglas, to shut up Stephen A. Smith, to shut up all those naysayers out there that have brought facts to the table about the lack of success that you've had ever since the Boston Celtics won that championship. We're about 15 years going on 16 now. The last in a Doc Rivers part of a championship team. And he came close not too long after that. Then Ron Artest had that miracle shot in Game 7 versus the Lakers, or he might have had two championships with the Boston Celtics during his time as head coach. All that should be the best motivation you're Doc Rivers. Plus, your contract is based upon the fact, what can you do to make Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard and everybody else in that Bucks team a bit more comfortable? Because Danny Green, who played for Doc Rivers, won three NBA championships. They were together in Philadelphia. When he was on Carlin versus Joe, he says this is the one thing that will happen that Adrian Griffin could not maintain with the Milwaukee Bucks. The whole situation why they let Griff go is because they felt he lost the locker room. He lost the respect for the players. Doc will at least have the respect for the players. Um, he knows how to get the best out of them. And impressively enough, uh, my last stint with him before I was injured, you know, he's known for negatively people say he doesn't know how to make in-game adjustments. He was making some really good in-game adjustments that playoff run that we had. And had we not had the injuries, I think it would have been a different outcome. Well, if can be a wonderful word to use because if that had happened, if that had happened. But it didn't happen. And people look at results with Doc Rivers. Now you're going to have like the ultimate result test when you got a guy in Giannis who signed a three-year, over $180 million extension to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks. The same Giannis Antetokounmpo that for more than a month and a half you can go back and hear all the disappointments and all the criticisms he had of Adrian Griffin. We weren't well prepared. We weren't well coached. We weren't well prepared. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know how to make adjustments. He'd been saying these things since December. And that voice got louder and louder and louder before the Milwaukee Bucks were not able to ignore it any longer. Now you got a guy in Doc Rivers who you know that a guy like Giannis looks at and says, I respect that guy. That Damian Lillard looks at and says, I respect that guy. We can trust that guy a lot more than Adrian Griffin. But it comes to the fact of the matter, what can you do, Doc Rivers, to make sure that they're more comfortable, but more importantly, put them in a position where they can say to themselves, yep, 
that was the right move, not giving Adrian Griffin any more than 43 games because we now got have a guy that can make us better and in crucial situations, we're not going to fail him because we believe he's not going to fail us. I want people to understand that Rome wasn't built in one day either, right? So if this thing doesn't look the way you want it to look within the first week and a half or two, just understand Doc Rivers does have to come in there and implement his stuff. They need the practice time, even though they're playing games. They're going to have to figure it out on the fly, mm-hmm. you know, on how to run the things that Doc wants to run offensively, run the things that he wants to run defensively, and then all together figure this thing out yeah. and what's best for the basketball team. Right. That's It may take a little time, sure. but, yeah. you know, the playoffs, <laughs> they aren't right now. Right. right? Yeah, the, tra- not- the trade deadline's on the way. Yeah. Right? So you have a little bit of time. But you have to maximize things. And now instead of going out to a little, you know, little, little juke joint you may want to go to, <laughs> you might need to be in your hotel room trying uh-huh. to figure things out. You might need to meet on your own time if you're the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. and those players and those assistant coaches a little bit extra to make sure everyone's on the same page uh, from a philosophy standpoint. You made it a point, and I think I'm completely agreeing with you that this is Doc Rivers' last chance in the NBA to succeed as an NBA head coach. Here's another word when it comes to last. If this doesn't work out, or if it doesn't work out to the like of Giannis Antetokounmpo, this will be his last contract in Milwaukee. When you sign a three-year, $186 million extension, you have put the Milwaukee Bucks on the clock. And Giannis is not going to be the kind of guy, I believe, that if things aren't going right in year one or year two, is going to try to ask or try to force a trade. He's going to play out the rest of that contract. But after that, he is not going to sign with Milwaukee. He won't ask for a trade, but if this doesn't work out, and they're still in the same boat three years from now that they are right now, even though they're 30 and 13 and have one of the best rugs in the NBA, Giannis will be going elsewhere. He won't be looking. He'll be going elsewhere. And don't think for one second that the Bucks, as an organization or Milwaukee as a city, they don't know that either. That's how important this decision is. Based on yesterday with Adrian Griffin being fired, Harry, and moving on to replace with Doc Rivers on Wednesday. It's all about Giannis and making sure that he will not think about looking anywhere else. That's why this better work not just with Doc Rivers, but for Milwaukee. Because if it don't, Giannis will be somewhere else at the end of his three-year contract. And rightfully so, Freddie, because they won that championship the 2020-21 season, correct? They won that championship. So we add three more years onto 2024. That's 2027. That's six, seven years right there, right? Where you probably, if it doesn't go right, in which you're Giannis and you're saying, man, six, seven years ago we won a championship and we thought this window was mm-hmm. wide open for us as a, as a basketball team, as an organization. And we have only gotten worse yeah. from that point on. So mm-hmm. why am I staying here uh, in the garbage when I can go, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, to a nice five-star hotel, <laughs> get me a nice shower, <laughs> you know, you don't have to bring, you bring your own soap, but you don't have to because they got the soap. Right, but, but they got the lotion in there for you. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah. You're right about that. You got the nice robe. Probably won't fit Giannis, but hell, you can ask him to get you one. <laughs> See if you can specially make a robe for me. <laughs> Three years seems so long ago, the Bucks winning the 2021 NBA Finals. That's how short it's been, how long it's been. And Giannis does not want to wait any longer. That's why that decision being made to fire Adrian Griffin yesterday and bring in Doc Rivers today is so important. For the Milwaukee Bucks. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. More NBA action. Manana as the Miami Heat hosts the Boston Celtics, the team of the best record in the NBA, presented by Indeed. Covers begins at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. NFL Championship Sunday on ESPN Radio. Touchdown, Lamar! 
news, analysis, predictions, and reaction from the Chiefs, Ravens, and 49ers Lions. Trip to the Super Bowl on the line. NFL Championship Sunday. Coverage continues right here on ESPN Radio. It's a matchup that we wondered if we ever would see, and we're going to get a part of Championship Sunday in the National Football League, meaning the AFC Championship game. Baltimore Ravens, the team with the best record in the NBA, on the other side of Kansas City Chiefs, the team with the best quarterback in the NFL when it comes to Patrick Mahomes with Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Both quarterbacks had a chance to speak, and boy, oh boy, it was like a mutual admiration society. Here with Lamar Jackson first, and then Patrick Mahomes had to say about facing each other in the playoffs for the first time. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. I believe it's just two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. That's, that's just what I see. It's challenging. The way he's able to just be a competitor and score the football, obviously, and then their entire team. It's a tall task. you got to go out there and play your best football, and if you make any mistakes, it seems like uh, the game's going to go the other way. So uh, uh, we've been able to play in a couple games, not in a few years now, um, but I've admired watching him from afar and know that uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us every time we go up against him. That must be something when you're both of these guys about to play each other, and you look at each other and you say, man, oh, man, if I don't have it this Sunday, he's going to let our team have it. No matter how terrific these two defenses are, Ravens playing at elite level, Kansas City Chiefs are playing elite level all year long on the defensive side of the football. But these two quarterbacks have been eyeing each other going, man, that's a bad mother over there. And other guys going, man, that's a bad mother over there. And now you got a championship on the line, and it's the first time that they're facing each other in the playoffs. We mentioned that the Chiefs versus Bills on Sunday night, 50 million viewers were able to watch Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen, part three. I can't wait to see what that number's going to look like for Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, part one. And I hope that's not the only part when it comes to these teams and these two facing each other in the playoffs after this Sunday is over. Freddie, I love and embrace the mutual respect that these two guys have for one another, but also that little devil on the side of each one of them that says, I want to bury old boy on the cross. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And that's just the competitive nature of these two phenomenal athletes that we have playing at a high level in the National Football League in Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. But at the same time, and I go back to that game in 2021, right? And a lot of people, I know they, they've been hitting me up. Well, you know, Lamar threw a pick six in that game in 2021 to start the game. Well, so, you do know Lamar won the game, right? Thank you. And that pick six was because the wide receiver slipped down on his route. So stay up, Mr. Receiver, so it don't happen. <laughs> well, you know I don't play with him. You know I watch that film. I don't play. Uh, yeah, but put, put it this way. That's part and parcel of the whole deal Lamar Jackson. He can have everything work in his favor, but there's always a yeah, but person out there. Yeah. And there are plenty of yeah, but people in the media when it comes to him. Yeah, I'm not going to call out names, but you know who the hell I'm talking about. And you know, and, and if they're listening to the show, you know exactly who I'm talking to. That no matter what certain people do, you'll either will make excuses for them or you'll make excuses against them. Lamar Jackson this year has wiped out all those people that have had those kind of conversations, but you know they're waiting. They were waiting on Saturday that if he didn't play well versus the Houston Texans, they were waiting to come out with their criticism saying, you can't win a championship that way. You can't win a championship with that quarterback. They're waiting again. Never mind the fact that the guy on the other side has ruined a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, not named Tom Brady, doing his playoff run and doing his run in Kansas City. But you know, those fools out there 
are waiting for Lamar Jackson to fail so they can say, see, I told you, see, I told you. Those are the kind of people. I don't care who wins, but if Lamar Jackson wins and they beat Kansas City and they get to the Super Bowl, it'll be the best shut your mouth from my standpoint for Lamar Jackson because he continues to hear that nonsense, never mind the fact that this guy's about to be a two-time MVP in the National Football League. Freddie, I'm, I'm, I'm flying up here to New York today on the airplane, and I said I decided, you know what, I'm not going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Let me watch you know, some more games of the Baltimore Ravens from the offensive side of the ball. And I remember the first game of the year in which they played the Houston Texans. And I remember after that game, I wrote in my notes, okay, they're going to have to be better versus the Blitz. And as I continuously watch games, you know, throughout the season, and I watch this game this weekend versus the Houston Texans in the playoffs, and you see a drastic change from Blitz, Blitz answers for Lamar Jackson in the offense versus when you've seen in week one. Right. So there's growth there. Do I still think it's a little bit more growth? Of course it is. But I love how much this offense, not just Lamar. Mm -hmm. It's also Todd Munkin realizing certain things. It's also the receivers, Zay Flowers being young and understanding, hey, when I need to break a rod off or backup tight ends. When do I need to be hot versus a linebacker plus someone else coming on a blitz? Mm -hmm. So it's collectively I think this team has really grown in that capacity. Now, it's going to be ramped up versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. But I believe in Todd Munkin in overemphasizing the, some of the blitzes that you're going to probably see from that defensive unit in Steve Spagnola. And we know what the Baltimore Ravens are going to send at Patrick Mahomes. Right. But at the same time, it's not just the Ravens offense, mm-hmm. the Chiefs offense, right? They right. had deficiencies coming into this season. And even though within their two playoff games, they, mm-hmm. they have, you know, been good. Yeah. It don't take nothing to revert back. See, I had a receiver coach tell me, don't revert back. Uh-huh. Don't go back. For it. Yeah, keep going for it. You know you, what I mean? Yeah. So you got to be on your P's and Q's yeah. for on both of these offenses in a matchup like this because one mistake mm-hmm. versus the blitz may cost you the game from both sides. Yeah, this will be the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has ever played in the playoffs. And I know Tampa Bay fans say, what about our defense? Their offensive line was beat up. Harry does not could have blocked a lot better for Patrick Mahomes that day, and he still was trying to make sensational play after sensational play. But this will be the best defense he's ever faced in the playoffs when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, especially going on the road, because those bras over there for the Baltimore Ravens, their middle name is DMP. Do not play, meaning do not play with them if you think you can try to make some plays on them. You want to know the most important reason why, though, in my opinion? You have a guy over there in Cal Hamilton that's more athletic than your best player Absolutely. offensively outside of Patrick Mahomes named Travis Kelsey. Yeah, number 14 in purple and black oh, is no joke. I can't wait for that matchup. Yeah, well, Ray, so, yeah. so now it's going to have to be secondary guys. Well, we'll see if those secondary guys or if Travis Kelsey can shake and bake and get away from Kyle Hamilton, one of the best safeties in the league. But Roquan Smith, we mentioned the Ravens defense, their outstanding linebacker. He ain't trying to hear it about those flowers when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of Kansas City. He puts his pants on just like any any other quarterback. Yes, he's an elite quarterback, but at the end of the day, we're an elite defense, and that's that's our job, to stop the opposing offense, and that's what we're, that's our job, play in and play out, and that's what we got to do. Two things. I'm glad Roquan Smith said that, number one. Number two, Roquan, his pants are put on differently than any other quarterback in the National <laughs> Bowling. We're not talking about playing somebody that's okay, he's good, but no, there's certain guys you look at and say, yeah, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time, but he puts his pants on differently <laughs> when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I know Roquan Smith is trying to say that, man, he's just an ordinary guy that we got to stop, or he's a great quarterback, but we can stop him. Hey, Roquan, I love the confidence, but Patrick Mahomes, 
Yeah, he puts on his pants a little <laughs> bit more differently than any other quarterback, including the guy that you play with on the other side when it comes to Lamar Jackson. But what I love for Roquan Smith, he ready for all the smoke. He trying to go up the chimney. Yeah. He he ready for the barbecue, the meat on the grill, <laughs> pause. But he, he, he just ready for it all. We're talking about someone who was six in the National Football League, right, Freddie? Mm-hmm. And, and, and tackles. Someone in the Chicago Bears let go and yeah. gave a gift. I'm talking about the best mm-hmm. Christmas gift that you've ever gotten in your life, Freddie. I know. That was Roquan Smith yeah. for the Baltimore Ravens. And he's, you're talking about hit, stick, talk, uh-huh. shh. Uh-huh. I, it's S-H-H-H-H-H. Don't <laughs> drop that, Dev. Hit, stick, talk, shh. Roquan Smith embodies every bit of it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of conversation flowing because Roquan Smith, he wants to get in touch with his inner Jennifer Hudson have a talk show on Sunday. The question is, if you're going to talk that talk, that guy on the other side of that offense, they've been able to walk that walk more in this situation, Roquan Smith, than you and the Ravens have being there for the first time. Can't wait to see what this is going to look like on Championship Sunday. Both of those quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, the Kansas City and Baltimore, respectively, meeting each other in the playoffs for a first time. And, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and also the Detroit Lions, part of Championship Sunday as well here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Because what advice would one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history Give the Detroit Lions trying to make history this Sunday in San Francisco versus the 49ers. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together in the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Before we find out what Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver, what advice would he give to the Detroit Lions trying to make history going to the first Super Bowl ever when they play San Francisco this Sunday in San Francisco in the NFC Championship game? Breaking news from Adam Sheff, the ESPN NFL insider. The Miami Dolphins and their defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, have mutually agreed to part ways. That's what sources told him and Jeremy Fowle of ESPN. Fangio will now, Harry, become the top target 
for the Philadelphia Eagles to hire as the defensive coordinator, and a deal is expected. And also, by the by, Vic Fangio, a native of the state of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia is a city in the state of Philadelphia, of Pennsylvania, and it looks like that's going to be the next destination for Vic Fangio. Mutually parting ways with the Dolphins, but now the top target for Philadelphia Eagles as their defensive coordinator. Well, what we know about the Philadelphia Eagles and their situation right now, Nick Sariani had to come hard. Pause, right? <laughs> he had to make sure all his ducks were in line to be able to please his general manager and also his owner, Jeffrey Lurie. Uh, this is one step in that direction. Now, Vic Fangio, he, Fangio, he's not hired yet or whatnot, but right. it's looking like it could lean towards that way. Yeah. This is just one domino mm-hmm. in order to go in a direction where Nick Sariani is comfortable in his role as the head coach still with the Philadelphia Eagles. I mentioned Nick, you mentioned Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll hear from him and the general manager of that organization, Howie Roseman, in about 10 minutes in terms of the future of the Eagles when they thought their future was going to be in the NFC Championship game and they're going to be watching that as spectators because the team that's there are the Detroit Lions trying to make history get to their first Super Bowl ever. They have not won an NFL championship since 1957. They go on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers, one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of the NFL, play for that organization because he was Megatron, better known as Calvin Johnson, Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver. Hit him on Twitter at Calvin Johnson Jr. Joining us here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Number one, thanks for joining us, Mr. Johnson, because when you're Hall of Famer, you get the miss. You're not just Calvin to us, so that's as far as that goes, number one. Number two, Knowing what you play for this organization and what you did for this organization, to see this team in the NFC Championship game, Mr. Johnson, what advice do you give the Lions trying to beat the 49ers on Sunday? Man, that's, that's man. I've been away from it too long. You asking me that now? I'm just playing. But uh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta really put it put in a great uh, great effort this week. You know, make sure you don't leave that field without you know crossing all your teeth and dotting all your eyes. You miss something, go back and get it at the end of practice. Just because when we go to that, when we go to travel or we go to get ready for this game, we go into that game plan sheet. We don't. We want to be clear. We don't want to be thinking. You know, we don't have any second thoughts about what we got to do. We, we want to have already thought about. You know, visualize what our what our adjustments are versus different coverages or different looks and whatnot. So you know, I think that all that starts with a great week of preparation. And you know, and then I mean, what we see on Sunday is just all due to what happened during throughout the week. So. I think if uh, the Lions can, I, I, I was talking to uh, Amon, uh, Amon Ron uh, yesterday. You know, I was, said the same thing, man. Yeah, I just need y'all to do y'all thing. Have a great week. You know, you have a great week of practice, great week of uh, preparation. So when it comes Sunday, y'all just flying around out there having fun. I'm never going to miss an opportunity to let the world know what the south side of Atlanta has brought the world in Calvin Johnson. Ready going to call you Mr. Johnson. I'm going to call you Calvin because we south side till we die, baby. Hey, what up, south side? Hey, what up, baby? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, bro, man. I, Calvin, man, I just seen you in New Orleans when I was calling the Saints in the Lions game. Mm-hmm. And I, I, have, I have to ask you this because – you was drafted into that organization. You've been a part of them. You're up there at games or whatnot. Did you see this day? Looking back on the times that you played, man, did you think this day would actually come where you was living and witnessing the Detroit Lions playing in the NFC Championship game? Man, I, I mean, honestly, I figured at some point in time, you know, there, there'll be a change of tide. You, you're going to get a, get a coach in there you know, uh, organization, administration in there that's going to turn the tie, you know. But, you know, you ne- you just never know how fast it's going to happen. 
you know, we just got lucky in in in, in being able to uh, gather uh, Brad Holmes and and uh, and Dan Campbell at the same time. The great Calvin Johnson, uh, I call him Mister, but Harry calls him Calvin because they're from the South Side of Atlanta, Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver. Joining us here, in Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm Freddie Coleman, he's Harry Douglas. Calvin, I know a very important human being. Matter of fact, I just talked to him two days ago. Was mm-hmm. a wide receiver coach that you had, Sean Jefferson. And how mm-hmm. you guys were able to be close. And then when I look at a guy like Dan Campbell and what he means so much to his players, along with his assistants that played the game, how much is Dan Campbell an X factor for the Detroit Lions? Man, guys just wish, you know, I, you know, I wish I never had a player coach as my, as my head coach, as my position coach. I did like you talking about Sean Jefferson, but mm-hmm. as a head coach, guys just wish they could have a head coach, you know, that, that that understands the struggle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you going through them dog days. You know, you know what you're going through. You know what you've been through. You know, but uh, at the end of the day, having that and a head coach, and then like you said, that head coach's surrounding cast. Man, you used to seeing, you know, maybe some coaches might have their, you know, buddies or just people not in the right positions to to coach. I guess certain guys, but man, coach. I mean, at least half the uh, coaching staff are former players. You know, so that's when you have that kind of that kind of uh. Uh, coach in front of you, it's hard not to listen to because, you know, he's been there, done that, where you, you know, the things that you, that you want to do and the things that you're trying to do, you know, he's seen that. So it, it'll be, you know, it'll behoove you, it'll be wise to to, uh, to glean from that experience. And I see that, you know, you know that, that's definitely, you see like middle of last year when the Lions started winning, you know, you see it just click for them and all that experience, you know, it's kind of parlayed into the current players. How much of that do you wish you had when you played for the Detroit Lions? Man, you know, it's so funny. Like, we've been to the last two playoff games, and it's been a ton of the former players coming back. And you you hear, you know, from various players, like, man, you know what? If we had Dan, man, it would be crazy around here. We had all the stars on the team back then. <laughs> it's <was> crazy. <laughs> you know, but guys just – no. And then the big part of it is the guys that have played with Dan – or they just know Dan as a person, or they just you know just love the the visual, just having a player uh, head coach. What was it like at Ford Field? Not just one game, but the wild card game and also the divisional round, where you seen all those people in that in that stadium, man, rooting for the Detroit Lions. What was the atmosphere like? So it was funny. We were all talking about this with um, one of my buddies. We were talking about the difference in the two games. And we honestly felt like the energy from the first game was probably a little bit more. And we couldn't figure it out, but then we thought about it a little harder. It was like, okay, it makes sense. It's the first one in, like, 32 years. You got Matthew Stafford in town, you know, and then whatever other various things that were going on that game, you know, it was just half the people, half the stadium was full an hour before the game. And with that, all those people were standing on their feet. You know, the second time around, the energy was still there. Um, before the game, but it's about like a half hour before the game when like half the stadium was full and everybody was on their feet. But I mean, I can't tell, you know, how loud they because I, my ears was hurting both times. But I feel like <laughs> that, 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 it cannot it cannot be good for your health. You know, I honestly, I, I felt like Detroit was like the loudest stadium when I played, besides the old Minnesota stadium. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I feel like Detroit when it gets cranking, they got someone to cheer for. And that place gets rocking. And, then you, I mean, shoot, I mean, the decibel was like 133, I think. 
And I was, I read it, and it said like, yeah, you shouldn't. Um, the doctor said you shouldn't be in that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you more than anybody understands, and 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 you know how important the quarterback position is. When I say the name Jared Goff, what do you say? Consistent. You know, um, I almost want to say Goffins. All this is what they got so many <laughs> nicknames for him now. But no, I just I love his consistency, man. Um, ever since he was, uh, you know, over in L.A., you know, I, 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 I've always liked his demeanor. You know, as a quarterback, that's just kind of what you want to see. I mean, the good and bad. Obviously, there's just an emotional game. But somebody just keeps it together. He manages the clock well. He makes plays with his arm. He can make the throws. You know, I, I, I love what he is to this offense. What you've been able to do on the football field, being a Pro Football Hall of Famer, a lot of guys have a difficult transition off the football field. And Dan Campbell's talked about that as a coach. I want to make sure guys are adept on the field and off the field. You've been able to do that, Calvin, Mr. Johnson, I should say, with what you've done with primitive performance after your career is over. For those who don't know about this venture that has really grown by leaps and bounds, Dan Orlovsky, a former teammate of yours, swears by it. What about primitive performance that's really essential, not just to you but anybody else out there? You know, just really, you know, trying to stay authentic to who we were and just creating solutions that would help, obviously, you know, professional athletes, you know, but, you know, obviously anybody that has any, you know, bumps and bruises or everyday wear and tear, arthritis and those type things, you know, we wanted to create a product, you know, that was, you know, really, really bioavailable. So we kind of went down, you know, using pharmaceutical grade technology. Um, You know, we have a nanotechnology product, which basically just, you know, indicates the size of the particle, you know, and in turn, it, it can basically bypass the intestinal system, get into the bloodstream, making it more bioavailable. So we wanted to create a product, put a part of product on the market that we can be proud of, but not only us, a product that we can take and put in front of um, collegiate and professional teams, you know, and there's a process of doing that. We have to be uh, NSF or sports certified, and that's the process that we're actually going through, we're in the middle of right now. So being able to present our product to professional and collegiate teams for um, athletes to be able to recover and get back on the field and perform, you know, that's what it's all about. So, and I, as I say, if it's good for us, it's good for the gander. So, and it's a product that I love. I've been using, um, family uses it, so. No, if y'all have to, I don't know if, I, if, if y'all haven't gotten any, you have to hit us up. We'll get you guys some. Oh, yeah. Sounds good to no me. And Kevin, I, I never stopped telling you this, but I'm proud of you, man, of the man that you were on the field, but most importantly, the man that you are off the field and the different things that you have going on in your life. You going to the game this weekend? You going to the NFC Championship? Man, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm kicking myself now. I, I scheduled a watch um, event with my company, so I got a watch event here. So we're going to be watching it from Detroit. You know, I, 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 only way I can make it out there is if the, the team hit me up like, "Hey, we need you to um, fly with us out there." I'm like, "All right, y'all, I'm, I'm about to take this flight." <laughs> but I mean, hey, I'm be sitting over here at my man Big Sean. Say, I'm gonna be over here praying, uh-huh. and we're gonna see. Uh, I hope to see these boys in the Super Bowl, and I'll definitely see y'all in Vegas. Man. I give her that D. Cause that's why I was born and raised it. Always good that the South side can join the NFL side and also the hall of fame side and the Calvin Johnson side pro football hall of fame wide receiver. Great follow on Twitter. Calvin Johnson, Jr. absolute pleasure to have Mr. Johnson joining us here, bringing the South side to Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio. Have a great weekend. Always appreciate you. Good luck to your lines. And thank you so much to Calvin. You take care. 
Appreciate it, guys. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. I mean, if he if he's having a watch party, and he has to go, you know, to Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, yeah, I I can replace him and host the party. But, but, look, but you, I love it because you know the business mind, right? Hosting a watch party mm-hmm. with his company or whatnot. So yep. that's another reason why I admire a lot of the things that he's been able. to to do throughout his career, yeah. whether it was on the field or off the field. Yeah. Um, great family background, balance, structure, the whole nine. And shout out to his parents as well, too. No doubt about that. Some people go to college. College went to Calvin Johnson yep. because he was able to learn so much and parlay that into an NFL Hall of Fame career. And right now, post-NFL career, not too shabby for Calvin Johnson. Don't forget about ESPN Radio on Saturday. They're going to get you ready. We're going to get you ready for Conference Championship Sunday, Baltimore, Kansas City, and AFC. San Francisco, Detroit, and the NFC. Part of the playoff preview of the pros. That starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So thanks to the Miami Dolphins, the Eagles may be halfway to solving their issues on their collapse in 2023 and not have that carry over in 2024. We'll explain that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80 and always, always, always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So finally... We heard something from the Philadelphia Eagles and their head coach, Nick Sirianni, and their general manager, Howie Roseman, because we saw and heard plenty towards the end of the season. That collapsed. 10-1 as a start, only won one game the final part of the season, got destroyed by Tampa Bay, and people were wondering if Nick Sirianni was going to be retained in 2024, where it seems that that is going to be the case. He's still going to be the head coach. And because the Miami Dolphins and Vic Fangio agreed to mutually part ways, Fangio, the defensive coordinator, sources told Adam Schefter and Jeremy Fowler of ESPN Insider Dudes that now Fangio's the top target for the Eagles to be hired as the defensive coordinator. A deal is expected, and also, by the way, Big Fangio, a native of the state of Pennsylvania. Nick Sirianni even touched on that, as well as in bringing in new ideas at the press conference today. So specifically, he will be the top target for the Eagles. I'm just curious if you can comment on that. We got a lot of good targets that we're working through, you know, and, and there are a lot of guys that have, have done really well in their interview process and look forward to continue on that process. We'll see what happens. It's now about bringing in fresh ideas, some different thoughts than what a lot of the guys, you know, sometimes when you're with a group of guys, like we've been together for three years, that group of guys. But in addition to that, it was a couple of the other guys that I've been with for multiple years as well. And so we just wanted to bring in some fresh ideas and, and, uh, and that's where we are with that. Harry, I wonder how much of that was High Roseman saying, mm <laughs> you better do something. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to do something and make sure any fresh ideas, I'm going to be the one calling those shots more than you as a head coach when it comes to Nick Sirianni. Well, that's the situation that Nick Sirianni is in now when you lose six of your last seven games, playoffs included, and you had a... 10-1 record and had an opportunity to get the one seed and get a first round by in the playoffs in which you didn't even have to play, but you 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 let that melt away. Mm-hmm. So now Howie Roseman is in control and, and you have to do what Howie Roseman tells you to do. You already had to do that because he's the general manager, but it's at another level at this moment right now. And right. On the Vic Fangio side of things, okay. we got to remember last year that defense of Miami really started to come along as the season went on, right? They were third in sacks in the National Football League with, with 56. They were 10th in total defense. And I just thought 
the players, so many players got hurt for their defense. Absolutely. They, they were kind of robbed of what they really could have been and could have done. Jalen, remember, Jalen Ramsey didn't play until late into the, to the season as well. They had Xavier and Howard out. Uh, for good portions of the year, Bradley mm-hmm. Chubb towards yeah. ACL late. Mm-hmm. You you had other guys that that are very Jaden Phillips. So many guys got hurt on that defense, yeah. and they still were able to be decent enough, more than decent in my opinion, right? To 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 have some production. Now I'm thinking about that defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh-huh. and how a guy like Vic Fangio could change sure change things up front for them. Right. I I, I will tell you this though, if I'm the Miami Dolphins. I might have to bring the field of Eagles in charge of the tampering because no one was talking about Vic Fangio and the Dolphins having issues mm. or having a little tete-a-tete with Mike McDaniel. Then the Eagles move on from their defensive coordinator barely two days ago, Sean Desai and Matt Patricia. And two days later, the Dolphins and Vic Fangio mutually agreed to part ways. What was the old line for the movie, Ray? There's no harm in talking. But in the NFL, that can be construed as tampering. Ooh. If Miami wants to take that issue and take it down that path. Freddie, I have one thing to say about that. What's that? Future made a song about it called Throwaway. <laughs> I hope them boys got a throwaway phone. <laughs> a burner phone. I treat you like a throwaway. <laughs> I hope they got a throwaway phone. <laughs> they better not be texting I, on their main right. phones. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Because I don't believe in coincidences. But two days earlier, not hearing anything. Not even hearing about the Dolphins and fans having problems. And then two days after the Eagles move on from the defensive coordinators? I treat you like a throwaway. And the they dog- better have them throwaway phones, them burners. Put it this way. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But did Nick Sirianni, <laughs> as Eagles head coach, get the dreaded vote of confidence from his boss? That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.